this scene, get everybody in the stuff together. Okay, three, two, one, it's jam. Greetings and salutations, sports and wrestling fans all across the wide and wonderful internet. It's time for another glorious edition of the Man in the Arena podcast, your humble host, Michael Shibley with you here, and this time on this episode, we've got a very special episode. It's playoff time in the NBA, and I wanted to get with one of my good NBA basketball experts that I'm good friends with. Of course, he's the host of the Wild with a Y podcast, where everything hey. behind podcasts. Please welcome, he's been on iterations of this show before, Mr. Chase Dyer. Chase, how you doing, buddy? That was pretty good, dude. That was a really good intro. Thank you. That's why I went to broadcasting school. High energy, dude. Professional. You just hit each spot. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Uh, NBA playoffs. It's a thing happening right now, and there's a play-in, too, and uh, I'll get to how I feel about that eventually. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, well, the first thing is th- this NBA season, of course, last year you had the bu- you had the season started, and then Rudy Gobert tested positive in March of 2020. And then everything shut down. Then they went to the bubble at, at Disney World. What a, The bubble was such an enigma, like as cliche as it sounds. The bubble was uh, like, I wasn't surprised the Heat went as far as they did with a, a monster like Jimmy Butler who mm-hmm. makes everyone uncomfortable around him. Yes. Uh, he's one of my favorite players. So I don't mean that in a negative oh, light. I Jimmy Butler. I just mean in a room full of alphas. Like basketball skill will go out the window at some point, and there just is that level of it and toughness and and tenacity and all those fun words. And like Jimmy Butler, basically what I'm saying is Jimmy Butler is like that Kevin Garnett quality, to where it's like he even if he's like very funny and fun loving, you're not sure like because he could just snap, or at least that's like how he's like you know made his image to where it's like you don't know if that dude might just rip your head off, shit down your throat. Yep. Like he's he's uh he's an animal in all the good ways. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like Jimmy Butler can get in your head and punk you before you like at dinner when you're in the bubble. Like he can just see you at the catering line and just throw you a look and get in your head. Like it, it didn't surprise me. No, the the bubble was such just yeah, it was so strange and I loved the heat doing what they were able to do and of course we'll see if they can make any type of run this year. It was the best basketball I've seen played, like the Heat, like that run too, mm-hmm. like since like Dallas with Jason Kidd and Dirk Nowinski, like yeah. like decided to old man. I have one left in me, and they got it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was just pure team ball. It looked like an all star college team the way that they played, and the fact that Tyler Hero was floating around hitting stuff. But it like it was just like they were designed like a that team could have played in a lot of different generations. It was a very throwback lineup I, I really enjoyed i wish that it that they were a little bit higher ranked but at least they're in the playoffs this year i would not be shocked if the heat are a problem again yep the bucks i've said it last year they proved me wrong but the bucks are due an early exit man it's just a stagnant content franchise yep. basically to me the gms don't want to be the people that lose Giannis. They, mm-hmm. I, I think they cared more about that than they did winning a title. Yeah, they're almost playing not to lose instead of to win. As a Pelicans fan, I can tell you going through the early processes, you can see New Orleans doing very similar things with Zion Williamson for better and for worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
Like, ugh, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, but going into this season, yeah, what did you think of Zion playing point guard at some points? That was just that's what I wanted. I wanted it at Duke more, but Coach K was all like, "I'm gonna play you like I did Justice Winslow, and we won the Natty." And so, like, that sold me <laughs> because play, when we moved Justice to the four that year, man, like I won't go on a deep tangent for all those that hate Duke and don't. It's been like ten years since then at this point. Oh, R.I.P. Jalil Okafor's once budding <laughs> career. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, he was like, we'll play him at the four and he'll just bully people and he'll be faster than them. So it's like my dumb ass was just like, it's going to be like bigger, faster, stronger justice. This is great. Yeah, <laughs> like they are entirely different. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't be any like Justice Winslow is like a this is a deep cut basketball name. He's like Gerald Wallace. He was like one of my favorite players of all okay. time. He played like Gerald Wallace, like at Duke anyway. Gerald Wallace went to Alabama of all yeah. basketball schools. It's weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it really is, dude. Until these weird inflection of guards. Gerald Wallace was like a top two all time player out of Alabama in basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know where I was going with that besides the fact that Zion in this year. He averaged, I looked at it earlier today. It's uh, so my numbers will be off slightly, but I know he averaged twenty seven and some change, like points. Um uh, mm-hmm around eight boards i want to say it was close and then like around like four point something assists which could go up if, if they play him that point more here's my here's where i was going with the whole watching them want to like not be the reason he leaves instead of winning a championship and i'm not even trying to say this because it's the the fun thing to say but i want them to earlier in the season i didn't want them to trade lonzo ball now I do. Yeah. And I know Zion and him are very good friends. And I know if Zion had his way. He would not go anywhere. Uh, and that may be an issue yep. when it comes to the long-term projections of that team. Like, trade Eric Bledsoe first, please. He's god-awful. <laughs> god-awful. He just doesn't care. Like, yeah. like, oh, dude, he had a J.R. Smith moment this season where he, like, forgot to – I think I'm pretty sure it was make – it was either make it call a timeout or just no 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 okay no it was foul he was supposed to foul this happened like three weeks ago dude he was supposed to foul in the ending seconds of the fourth quarter and he forgot right after the timeout and then without even the slightest bit of irony or shame said I forgot in the post game press conference <laughs> at least he was honest but no keep that shit to yourself <laughs> fuck get him out of here. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, it was it's weird been weird this season because again, you don't have the bubble like you had last year, but you had a lot of these arenas they've had some fans. I think all of them now will have fans for the playoffs, but it's still been just kind of this weird transition. Oh yeah. Like Kyrie Irving's going to have to go see 4000 angry Boston Celtics fans. I know, <laughs> that's that's going to be, be hilarious. That'll be delightful. Yeah, we'll dive into that. And so I guess one of the ways they kind of made up because they they only had 72 games this year, so one of the ways to make up some of that money for TV is they came out with the play-in game. God, I would be so mad if I was a Western Conference 7 or 8 seed. Like, I had an actual winning record. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I got earned this. Yeah. <laughs> In the East, it makes sense because it's just, you know, it's like the song Pick a Little, Talk a Little. It's just like a bunch of chickens clucking at each other. Oh, God, yeah. Charles Barkley, the most accurate assessment, as as funny as it was, which is, oh, this loser's going to play this loser. And I mean, uh, I like the Pacers. I like the Hornets. The Hornets are technically my favorite NBA team, not yep. that aren't the Pelicans. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I would be so angry if I was an actual winning record seven or eight seed. 
with this weird gimmick for more ad money. Oh, yeah. Because, Le- of course, LeBron James talked about it. Of course, the Lakers are one of the teams in the play-in. So, and they're going to tip off, you know, as of this recording in about two hours. So, it- it's weird because you've got essentially the teams that finished 7 through 10 get into a little bracket. And so, like, what happened last night, the Pacers and the Hornets played 9-10. The Pacers won. They move on. And then you have the Celtics were the seven seed and the Wizards were the eight seed. So the Celtics won. So the Celtics just are automatically now the seven seed. But now yeah. the Pacers, the the Hornets are out. And then the Pacers is the nine seed and the Wizards are the eight seed. And then whoever wins that game is the eight seed. Sacrifice to Philly. Yeah, the sacrificial lamb to Philly. Meanwhile... See- I'm looking at the records. It makes sense in the East because it's like you all right for seven, eight, nine, and ten. Like Boston has a winning record. They should be pissed. This is happening, but then Washington, Indiana, and uh, Charlotte are all thirty-four and thirty-eight. Except Charlotte's thirty-three and thirty-nine. So it's like you know, like it. The let's be let's be real. The East is looking better. Uh, only one team in the playoffs, if you don't count the play-in part actually has a losing record as to where before it used to be even the seven seed would have one. Yeah. So it's a weird improvement, but there, still there were a lot of years in the NBA where I just finally said, you know what? Screw it. Just get the top 16 records overall and seed them that way. Because the Eastern conference, especially those years were just awful. Oh yeah. Because a lot of those teams on the edge of the, or the bubble for lack of a better term on the West were always really good. And they usually had a star that was going to have to sit, yeah. And watch like a team like uh, the Magic or the Wizards like limp into the playoffs with like thirty three wins. Like we're watching Charlotte try to. Well, they're gone now. Yeah. But like, dude, if I'm Boston, I'm already mad because Jalen Brown's gone. It's like I already have to face like a little bit of adversity here, and now you have to make me play against Washington. And then you got to make me like it's just ugh. I know they wanted Brooklyn. That makes sense, but it's just like they were already the seventh seed. They've won, so they're the seventh seed still. It, it, I would be angry. Yeah, and meanwhile, half half the crowd is still, or the half the fan base is mad because they wanted them. They didn't want them in the playoffs. They want them in the lottery with a chance of the ping pong ball to get a better draft pick. I I don't know, dude. I wouldn't want in this draft, even though last year's draft didn't seem sexy. And then I guess it turned out to be better than people thought it would be. But this year's draft doesn't really have like a game changer in it, in my opinion. Mm. Like, hey, Cunningham's nice, but he's anytime people fall in love with the physical attributes more than the skill that I always. Oops, sorry. I hit my wind guard there. (laughs) (laughs) Anytime it's like a physical attribute fan or thing, it it always is a red flag for me. I say that as a Marvin Bagley fan, it just doesn't work out half the time. They called unicorns for a reason because they're not real. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. It's so weird too, because again, you've got the one and done or you've got them playing in the G League now, you've got them playing over. Oh yeah, the Europe. Ignite, which is it's like a, our version of like the professional AAU team. It's so crooked and weird. It's so weird. Oh, it's crazy. Um, hey, dude, it's like uh that dude who was committed to Syracuse a couple years ago. Now he's in the NBA. Baisley, some Darius Baisley. Yep. He signed like a one million dollar. It was intern deal with Under Armour, and <laughs> then like after that, they're like, "All right, fine, we'll just start at the G League AAU team." Yeah, because now they're paying people in the in the G League. You can sign like a certain X amount of contract or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Have your development league and whatnot, and they they try to bring eyes to it. Maybe yeah. if we bring these prospects, but it's like, nah, dude. Not now that the NCAA is starting to sign deals yeah. or bills and, to get like uh, or not the NCAA. Look, 
state legislation. Yeah, which are going to force the NCAA <laughs> to do it, which is, yeah, that is a issue. We, we have to devote a whole podcast to talking about name, image, and likeness when it comes to all of that. My goodness. I'll, I'll go ahead and just throw this out there for the upcoming football season. As a Georgia fan, really happy with what their legislature did, at least with the uh, names and likeness bill they just put into play. <laughs> and I'm sure Tennessee is going to come up with one, too, because they're going to realize they need to or they're screwed. Yeah. Who would have thought football would bring a better <laughs> climate to it? All like... I wanted with the name, image, and likeness was I wanted a new NCAA football game for the PlayStation Five. When I finally get that, they well they're they're doing something like that, but yeah. it's just like they're just signing the best of the best. Yeah, right? it's like it's like a blue bloods only type of. Yeah, like you're you're not going to see UCF in there <laughs> unless you make them. Yeah, Tennessee will take UCF's coach, but won't take them their program. So that's in oh, their man. athletic director. But that that's for football season. We'll we will definitely talk about that in football season. Yeah, this is the NBA show. Yeah. So yeah, like to kind of put a bow on it all, the Pelicans should be in the playoffs. And if the Pelicans were at eight, nine, or ten seed, I would be all for this. But they failed and they're not. And yeah. so this thing just seems like a like a weird clusterfuck to me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure LeBron James wouldn't be complaining if he was, say, if they were the two seed and not having to play in it. Yeah, that's the funny thing, too, is it's like you have Steph Curry and LeBron, and in all honesty, you're seven and eight seeds. And as, as sexy as this game is with all this stuff on the line, and then you could probably still get them both in the playoffs, which is what I think will happen because the loser will beat the um, Grizzly winner LeBron. of the other game. or yeah. what? Ha- yeah, so... I, I, they'll both still be in the playoffs, but it's like, why would you do that? They're both getting up in age. They're the two best players in the playoffs on their side of the field, like yeah. depending on how you feel, it, like it's one sexy matchup, but come on, man. Like you could have had a nice seven game series with Steph Curry going against Chris Paul and Phoenix, or even like LeBron and them going against Chris Paul and them in Phoenix or the jazz versus the warriors. The warriors have a really good chance to upset the jazz. Yep. They just built that way. The roster they have, yep. and so I don't know, man. Like it's it just seems like ad money is now taking precedent over. I don't know, just good basketball. Well, it's going to be a good game, but it's yeah. just like it, might as well just let them play in the playoffs. They've earned it. They have winning records. The two teams that are playing with them, Memphis has a winning record, but yep. San Antonio is thirty three and thirty nine. That is, that is a gap between nine and ten when you talk about records like that. Yeah, it's depressing it, to see the Spurs not winning either. It's yeah, weird. that is really depressing. I I mean, Greg Popovich and what he was able to do with those guys, and maybe he'll get one more shot at it with another talent, but I don't know. It, it's, we, it's weird, too, when you talk about the sexy matchup because this, yeah, this Lakers-Warriors game probably going to be the highest rated of these playoff games until you get to the finals. And it's and why are they having it at ten? Don't have this at ten o'clock Eastern time for crying out loud. Yeah, it's West Coast, man. It's seven o'clock uh yeah. Pacific. That's why, man. I know. It's I mean you could move Bay Area California teams. I guess you can move it to nine. I mean, that'd still be six. I don't know. It's West Coast, they get gypped on live events. So they it's do. like they, they get this one. Seven's early if you think about it. They're like, Come on, wait till eight. That is true. Yeah, I, mean, I, I do love I mean, those are my favorite memories watching sports, even as a kid, just staying up late, watching all the West Coast Pac-12 after dark, as they like calling it now, or even in college basketball season, just watching like Pacific Coast League games or West Coast Conference games just at 2 a.m. You know, you know me, Western Conference games have like saved my attention span at bad comedy shows. Oh, God, yeah. 
And it's just like someone's up. I'm just there to support them. But there's a game on, so it's not that bad. Hey, and I'm there, so they can't say I wasn't. Yeah, hey, it's Long Beach State <laughs> versus Santa Clara. Yeah. Totally Banana slugs, dude? Let's go. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I think the banana slugs is UC Santa Barbara, I believe. Yeah, yeah. My buddy had a shirt of those, and I was like, that's not real. That's a Spencer shirt. And he's like, nope, nope, they're real, dude. Yeah. Like, UC Santa Cruz are the gauchos. What's a gaucho? Gaucho is like a, it's uh, like a, I, I think there were Argentinian cowboys. Gaucho. Yeah. I'm Googling it. Okay, yeah, dude. Yeah. They were. And I think, like, University of California at Irvine are the anteaters. They were nomadic and colorful horsemen and yes. cowhand of the Argentine and the Uruguayan. Yeah. Fantastic. I was born in California. I learned all about these all these crazy names they have for their sports teams out there. I guess there's a restaurant called Gaucho because that's what keeps – it's like some white dude holding a steak with strings on it and, like, <laughs> smiling like, yeah, I fried this up. <laughs> Good for you, dude. Uh, well, sp- yeah, dude. I don't know, man. The playoffs – Every year for me, it's like I I don't wish I wish there wasn't a seventy two game schedule. I wish there was less, so the games mattered more. Me too, because uh, a lot of people just coast until now. No, but now this playing tournament's just gonna like I don't know. Just, yeah. It's gonna give people a panic attack because I would look it up, see the format, get it down, and then sleep a couple times, and then just be like, "How is it again?" Oh yeah, okay. Hell, it's seventy two this year. It's eighty two normally, but they cut it because of different COVID things, I believe. So. Yeah, like the the one argument you could make to justify this is if a, like a late season surge is happening, like a player comes back from injury. Yep. Like, like if Clay Thompson were to have come back theoretically this season, and the Warriors made it to the eight seed because they scratch and clawed their way to that record, like mm-hmm. this would be a lot more justifiable. But I don't think you have one of those stories either. So yeah. it's just, yeah. Gordon Hayward basically set out of the playoff game because he had a sprained foot, but Lamelo came back with like a actual real like injury and so it's like oh boy i wouldn't be shocked if gordon hayward doesn't get traded out charlotte if someone wants his contract yeah which is weird because i think he wanted to go to charlotte which was he wanted to be the guy yeah that's what he wanted and then Lamelo got they drafted Lamelo, and he's probably going to be rookie of the year even with the injury it'll be him or edwards yeah one or the other i uh, i like edwards i really do i just his attitude is the one thing that may get in his way yeah agreed i remember He's got some diva to him. Yeah, that can. But speaking of uh, just divas and, and NBA players being the divas that they usually are, we'll look at the playoff format. Let's look over at the Eastern Conference that we're talking about first. So, of course, the number one seed, the 76ers, the process might finally be paying off. Uh, and, I mean, I don't see either the Wizards or the Pacers putting up much of a fight against the 76ers at all. I think. Embiid and those guys are going to make a run. Tobias Harris, the the former he's, ball, he's he's so underrated just because he slotted onto that team, man. Yeah, he was on the Clippers before that, which also at the at that time was an underrated thing to be on. Yeah. Like Tobias Harris is fantastic. No, the Seventy Sixers are my favorite team to watch in the playoffs, and they're the the team that makes it the most difficult to actually predict what will happen. Mm-hmm. Be. Uh, there's like Joel Embiid, in my opinion, when healthy, uh, is the most dominant player in the NBA. Like it's like it's not that it's undebatable. I just I think I got a pretty good argument for it. I think he just is the most dominant force when healthy, when engaged in the NBA. It's just it's always it's looked like that. He just gets knacked up. Yeah. Uh, but 
Like the way he shoots the three, the way he plays defense, the way he runs the floor. He's got like that alpha mentality about him. He'll shit talk you while, but he'll also just get serious if he needs to. You're not gonna punk him out. And it's it's just the matchup thing. It's like they mat they have a dude who matches up with everyone else's freaks in mm-hmm. like some form or fashion. Like I to me the if I'm the NBA, like there's a lot of great matchups you could have in the finals. Like everyone's like they want the Nets in the finals, but I'm the NBA. I would love to have Philadelphia and the Lakers in the finals. I would, I would. Oh, that'd I would be great. Be, yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, it, cause it would honestly be like the, the opportunity for Ben Simmons to either shut us up or, you know, double us down and like, let us be like, see, I knew it. Like he is soft or, you know, whatever the narrative is, you want to go with Ben yeah. Simmons. Oh yeah. Especially- that team is dangerous man like it's, it's hard to pick against them yeah. and it, they have so many different dudes who can take over on different nights that it's hard to scheme against them and it's weird because so much of the talk had been about the nets all season with all of their guys and you look in the 76ers the top seed i still cannot believe that mb didn't tear something severely in his knee when he went down with that injury that's the only reason he didn't win mvp in my yeah. opinion oh yeah he would be and i love i love the joker i really yeah. do oh, but- Jokic is great but Embiid, man, is just a he's he's a different level. Like not he's not like so much better than Joker. It's just like when they take over the game, they do it in different ways. But especially playoff style, Embiid is just you you gotta double and triple him. You can't just scheme him out of the way. Like Joker will facilitate you to death, but if his teammates aren't on, you know, he's only so much that he can do if you start scheming him out. Embiid, you you just can't. And then he's also got Tobias and Ben Simmons. Like, uh, to me, it's like I, I want to say the 76ers could actually do it this year, but two reasons I don't is one, I hate their franchise. I don't want to enable that horrible process. Oh, God, I hate the worst things ever. And if it worked, God, it would set basketball back 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but that lineup is so awesome to watch. It just took them way too long to get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want to pick. I, there's like the other hot button or hot. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The other hot take. Yeah, hot take. Is, is I could see uh, the Bucks getting eliminated the first round. Yep. Or second round this year. It just it seems like it's overdue. Yeah, I I see that too. And we'll just move right over to them with the Heat playing the Bucks. And again, the Heat have come in hot. Uh, pun I guess intended. I don't know. And. I mean, they're playing great. They were a finalist. They were the finalists last year out of the Eastern Conference. Butler's there. Udonis Haslam came back for three minutes and then promptly got ejected. He's fantastic. He like he makes some people that don't understand why he's there. I don't have time for them. It's like oh, he's, no, there, he's, he's there. To be at practice. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. He's there to be to do that stuff at practice. Like he's there to make sure that you don't slack. You're not gonna tell him that this is beneath you. Yeah. Yeah, he's still here. He's barely playing, but you will respect him. That's Udonis Haslam. Yep. I mean, that's going to pretty much be my big upset pick because, again, in in the NBA, for the most part, it goes so chalk. But the way this season has been, who the hell knows, especially with what you've got with the Lakers going on in the West. But I'm going to pick the Heat to beat the Bucks in six games. I think they're going to move on personally. They play defense, too, which is great. Yeah, it's and also Goran Dragic always lights up in the playoffs. Yep. Like that, that dude just does not. He shows up for big games more often than not. He just does. Goran Dragic could be the deciding factor 
Because like Drew Holiday, if he has to expend a whole lot of his energy playing defense, he'll still get you close to 20, but he won't be able to have like those <clears throat> like 30 piece games to like be that third star that they needed. Yep. If you could take a lot of his time away having to defend both Butler and Drogic. Because Middleton won't. Yeah. <clears throat> and and then of course you've got oh, you've got Tyler Hero, if he gets that Kentucky shooter like that I hate every year, Kentucky has some guy who can just drain it from anywhere. You know, you get that if he gets hot again too, and Jimmy Butler is just gonna go off like he always seems to do in the playoffs. But that's my upset pick. I, I still think I like Duncan Robinson more than Tyler Hero is like their streaky shooter. Yeah. That is true. Bam Adebayo is just I love him. I love so many guys on that team. Yeah, Bam Adebayo's the <clears throat> he's the guy that like Giannis doesn't want to see in a seven game because he's one of the few people that can match up. They don't have to one-on-one per se, but they can feel more comfortable protecting the rim and going for more. They can jump pass lanes more. They can go for riskier steals because they have a guy like Bam holding the fort down. Yeah. It was just and, quiet yeah. Milwaukee. That was just a weird thing this season. I just, I, I didn't care at all. And I love Giannis, but good God. I love Giannis too. I just think that, I don't know how else to put it, man. He's just, He's naive. Yeah. And he just trusts that team, its management, and every like all the higher-ups way too much. He's comfortable, and I understand, and he's like the highest-paid person in the NBA, and, yep. and I understand. I do, but I just don't see Milwaukee winning a chip. I could be wrong. It is what it is, but I just – if they make it past Miami, I don't see them eventually, like if, how far they go, if they, if they get matched up against a Philly – or like a, a, or even the Nets, like yeah. I just don't see them doing much. I don't know, man. If they're playing, yeah, if they're playing the Nets, who I see pretty much beating the Celtics in five games, maybe you know, maybe Kyrie Irving trips on flat Earth there in Boston once. But uh, other than that, I think Brooklyn's going to take care of the the Celtics. So I mean, they, yeah, if, the if, Celtics if, are limping into that series. Oh yeah, way. that's why. That's why I picked. Uh, that's why I picked the Wizards to beat the Celtics last night because I just thought they were gonna be limping in at that point. But when Tatum scores fifty plus, that's pretty that's good. That's right, Jay Tatum, son, <laughs> giving us Duke fans some be happy about. <laughs> but yeah, like they might steal a game or two because <clears throat> Tatum has the ability to yeah. do that, uh, and so does Kimba. And with Jalen being gone, Boston's a better offensive team. They're just not as good defensively, which mm-hmm. is an easy thing to say, but. They give Kimball way more room to dribble around and do some of his ISO shit. And other, like, it changes the way they play offense. And so going into the playoffs, you'd have to, it gives you less tape to look at. You just kind of got to go more off of like the live action game to defend it for the first couple of games, at least, to yep. figure out what they're doing. So they'll have advantages like that. And they have a good coach who can utilize it. But yeah, I don't see the game getting past six or the series itself getting past six yep. with that one. And then you move into the, 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 the last one here in the first round that, of course, has been the big story out east as well, is yeah. the New York Knicks. Finally. That's a team. Man, dude, I'm happy for R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle, but I hate their owner. Oh, and yeah. I, hate, I hate that they're – I wanted them to lose until he was like flames and pitchforks and torch thrown out as the owner. Like, I just wanted him gone That's, because yeah, that, he'll ruin it. That's been the whole problem with all of this. Like, because I know I understand as a Tennessee fan, I understand long suffering fan bases. I mean, yeah, we got our natty in 98, but who boy. Um, 
but it's one of these things where you watch the way these fans go and just James Dolan's just an awful human being. He's a trust fund billionaire, dude. Like, and he his music pays, really sucks, he, pays, he pays people to book his touring band that are only touring because he pays for the like venues. And it's like, it's, it's like some Kim Jong-un level delusion. Just not as, it only holds down a team in the Eastern yeah. Conference. And like, people who work at madison square garden and not a whole nation but like the just the stupid childish things that he does and is oblivious to just how you know he he just farts in a breeze and then just inhales and he's just like oh he's flowers are blooming this is fantastic he's thin skinned as anybody i mean yeah and even they had people who didn't recognize patrick ewing when the big east tournament was there in madison square garden it's like, how, how is this even an issue? Patrick Ewing doesn't even, he shouldn't have to identify himself. And if he does, he just needs to point up to the rafters where his number is and be like, that's me. Piss off. I wish Charles Oakley would have been allowed to get a hold of him. Oh, that's God. all I wish. That would have been the best. That would have lasted yeah. two seconds. James Dolan was so scared. Charles Oakley's like, you are not allowed back. I cannot breathe easy knowing you're in the same building of this massive yeah. arena. <laughs> but despite all of that, because it seems like for one season at least, Dolan took a back. He got the fuck out of the way. It yeah, seems he just stayed the. Yeah, he just stayed out of the way, kind of like what. Maybe I, they're working on an album. That's what I do. Just get them working on albums. Yeah. Get them out of the way. What, one would think that's what the Cowboys should do. Uh, with Jerry that, that Cowboy ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no, that's not happening. And. But they did that, and then they have Tom. They hired Tom Thibodeau, who will play defense. And I mean, when you want a team to get better, if you can get them to buy in and play defense, defense will go. Especially in the NBA, where so many players seem to take a night off, but defense doesn't take a night off. And then Julius Randle's having a top five All Team year. Julius Randle's been amazing. Yeah, he's going to win Comeback Player of the Year for he's sure. Good. Yeah, no doubt that dude. Yeah, he had a resurgence for like, like he just clicked. That's right player, right system, right coach. It clicked. And he's never going to leave unless Dolan says, screw you. Yeah. Which, which <laughs> could happen. I mean, yeah, no, just because sexier name. Yeah. And it, God, it's been so weird because, again, Knicks fans and everything, I'm so happy for all of them. But God, I just, I don't want to see James Dolan ever lift that championship trophy. That would, I, I I think the oh, rest would be horrible. You would be able to shut him up. No, it'd be awful. And He'd be like, it's all worth it. They think they're going to get Zion in a few years because RJ's there and they're winning. Yeah, and they thought they were going to get LeBron too. Yeah, dude. And then Kevin Durant. Yeah. And Kyrie and James Harden. It's every And you know what? They should have optimism. I'm not going to hate on them for that. But, yeah, you're not going to get Zion. RJ would come with to Zion before Zion went to New York. I, I agree. Think. Like, I know he liked it there, but nah. There's going to be other big markets that offer him money, and he's going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to happen. Meanwhile, he, he, of course, they're playing the Atlanta Hawks with Trey Young, who, they, they, what a, an incredible turnaround after firing their coach midseason, get into the five seed. I think this is going to go seven games. This I hate Trey Young. <laughs> I hate him. I, I I think he's awful. Yep. I, I think that he is everything that they say about Russell Westbrook and they don't play the same, but yeah. the idea of just like they'll drop 30, but you aren't going to win anything. Uh, I mean, they have 41 and 31 right now. Decent record. That's cool. Get rid of John Collins and see what happens. Like I just, uh, I don't, 
I don't like Trey Young. I don't. I just don't like it at all. I, I, I think that he's like the first thing that's come out as a bad. In, and I love Curry to death. But I think he's the first bad influence that's hit. the LaMelo plays basketball. Trey Young plays NBA street. I don't like it. He doesn't play defense. Like, I, I don't like Trey Young. I think he's soft. I think the Knicks roll them in five. And uh, I think a lot of it just is the fact that this is the worst matchup for the Atlanta team. It's a tough, hard-nosed defensive team. Yeah. And Trey Young can only nutmeg and drop 40 so many times when he's getting knocked on his ass. Like, I just don't see it. One of the, yeah, one of the best bets I ever made was just going against Trey Young pretty much in any big game when he played in o- at Oklahoma. And then like, <laughs> I called for the upset, too, in the first round because they got in. They probably shouldn't have even gotten into the tournament. And I just bet against him and won a lot of money doing that. Oh, so. But I just, Trey Young to me is like the most overrated star in, in NBA history. Like to me, Isaiah Thomas did everything he did better. Yeah. Uh, like the most recent Isaiah Thomas. Right. It, just, it, it is what it is. I don't like Trey Young. There's a bias. It's nothing in particular. He never had a shot on a team I like or anything. I just don't like the way he plays. I don't like his face. I, I just don't. I don't see it happening. I don't see if Atlanta beats them. I would be that'd be the most surprising thing to me. They're just not built for the playoffs. They're built for Sports Center. I don't like it. Yeah. Boo. Two thumbs down. The Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's move over to the West real quick, uh, and at least look at those first round. Then we'll make some bigger picks here. But again, you've got these matchups where you've got the Lakers and the and the Warriors. But so things get a lot more interesting. Because no matter where the Lakers are slotted, if the Lakers beat the Warriors, and who knows as of this recording when it'll happen, but like if the Lakers are playing the Suns, besides I love the Phoenix Suns, but besides Chris Paul, they have no playoff experience. I think the Lakers, or even if the Warriors get them, I think they're going to knock out the Suns in the first round. They will. Chris Paul can only do so much. Yeah. Especially if they play against Golden State, like he's going to have his hands full because yeah. Devin Booker ain't going to be playing defense. Nope. You'll have it'll be one of the highest uh, scoring playoff series ever if Golden State and Phoenix. Oh, uh, match yeah. up. Bet what? Even if the overs three hundred points, bet the over yeah. every time. You're going to have a lot of threes hit between Booker and Curry throwing bullshit up. Yeah. Uh, but Curry plays defense and gets steals, so that'll be the determining factor. <laughs> I don't know. I've never liked Devin Booker ever since that like clip of like them playing pickup in the off season. And he was like calling timeout and openly complaining about being double teamed and pickup and choke him. No, it was just like, they double team you in the pros. We're a double team. You here. Like it was, what are you doing? You soft motherfucker. You want to work on ISO and street ball? Like Devin Booker has been my pay no mind list ever since then. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Yeah. And again, Chris Paul, God, he's had been such a great teammate on so many of these players. Like when they traded him from the uh, Clippers and he went to the Thunder, he didn't complain. I mean, and again, Chris Paul can be abrasive. I've seen whole issues of that. Oh, he's insane, but I love it. I think he is the best, like pure skilled point guard to exist since probably like Magic Johnson. Could you imagine what would happen if David Stern had let him actually get traded to the Lakers instead of God, that would have been a nut, just the continuation of a dynasty. Yeah. 
like yeah no you would have had it, that would have been insane and then no of course they they put the carbosh on that one yeah that was because the nba owned the pelicans at that point yep. so all the other owners were like no veto i ain't dealing with that <laughs> like all the western conference teams that owned or had a percentage of ownership was like nope nope all the eastern conference teams were like sure i'm out of here <laughs> please yeah, get over there get them out of here oh and look <laughs> But yeah, dude, I don't know. It's just, it is what it is with that. Meanwhile, with yeah, with the number one seed, you've got the Jazz, who of course are probably going to have the MP, MVP and Joker, um, which has been great. I mean, he's been a marvel to watch, and it, it's really interesting because you've had so many of these teams trying to like would rather play Utah. Like, there's been these conspiracy theories that the Lakers should lose this game against the Warriors. And then they play the jazz in the first round instead of the Suns. Of course, I think the Lakers will beat would beat either one, but then you had the Clippers who lost down the stretch to go to the four seed instead of being the three seed. So they could play the jazz in the second round. If they get past the Mavericks instead of having to play the Lakers it's, I was about to say, if I'm the Lakers, I want Phoenix. Yeah, the Jazz match up better with LA. That's like, true. People forget Mike Conley exists. Yeah, but you now LA is just kind of set up to cut through Phoenix. Yeah, it's, it's not even a fair matchup, really. Phoenix, uh, they're a two seed. It's impressive, I guess. Yeah, a, I just don't see it happening. They had a really good season, but again, just nobody besides Chris Paul. And Chris Paul hasn't had the best playoff record. I do think if he was available, it was years a few years ago in that Game 7 when he was with the Rockets and they were playing the Warriors. I think he they would have beaten the Warriors because he was in Houston, I think. Um, yeah, I remember that. They would have at least gotten to the finals. But other than that, I mean... He, he hasn't been the best in the playoffs. Uh, of course, one of my all-time favorite players is uh, Damian Lillard there with Portland. And I think that 6-3 matchup is going to be another fun one. Uh, I still think the Nuggets are going to advance, but Portland's been just a lot of fun as always. I just love Dame time. Dame time is great. Do. I, I think they made a mistake trading Gary Trent Jr. I agree. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a dookie. I just, he brought like a, a potential 20 to 30 points off the bench for them yep. uh, every night. And so it just, it adds to CJ McCullough's like a uh, workload mm -hmm. with him being gone. It, uh, I love Portland. I love their guard setup, And it's just, if you have two all-star guards that catch fire, it, it'll take out any team. Yep. Basketball is just kind of that way. Uh, so I, it's a hard one to call for me. That one's the hardest, uh, matchup for me to call yeah. it could go either way i could see it going to game like seven games or i could see it being wrapped up in four or five even because both those teams are capable of just catching fire mm -hmm. so I, i'm not sure yeah because honestly yeah the nuggets you know made a lot of noise last year in the bubble too getting uh making a nice deep run it's like the, what uh, form of uh jamal murray shows up yeah you know that is a big question like the all nba version of him or like the part of him that disappears throughout the regular season like, I'm not sure. He's like the anti-Peyton Manning in that aspect. <laughs> Pretty much. It's a very honest assessment. Yeah. Yeah, he just... Like, you forget about him in the regular season. Half of it has to do that they're on Denver, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Like, you, you see him last year in the bubble, and it's like, this motherfucker's insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it, it, it... Of course, it doesn't carry over, like, entirely. Uh, but still. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, um... 
Like what was that? Um, what was that guy's name on the Pacers last year? That was like an All Star for like Oladipo. the end of the bubble. It, Not Oladipo. No, no the guy. It, it, like everyone else was injured on the Pacers, and then like he almost fought Jimmy Butler. Oh, uh, crap. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. he 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 was averaging like almost like 24, 25 a game for the bubble, and then he went back to earth this season. Yeah, like I don't know. Like I don't know if Murray's one of those guys. Like the Kareem Rush. Uh, uh, like was that T.J. Warren? Yeah, T.J. Warren. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a Kareem Hush, Rush thing where it's like Kareem Rush was this dude that was on the Lakers for a few years that would just come off the bench in the playoffs and get hot, and then he would go back into his hole in the regular season and then come back again, like almost like that wide receiver that catches a deep pass in your spring games and then does nothing in the regular season. Oh. And then the next spring game, he, he does it again. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's ready to take the next step. Finally. Yep. Nope. 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 <laughs> Someone <laughs> actually covers him and no. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it's interesting too, when you've got all this, of course, so much attention, as warranted is with the Lakers. But I mean, that's what drives me nuts. Sometimes when you talk about some of these teams where Utah is the number one seed, Denver's the three seed and people seem to barely talk about them be just because of where they are and the rating. I mean, it's easy for, it's easy to get those teams confused. Oh, it is. I do it. Boring color schemes. They play real basketball. It's very hard to get into it. Yeah. Especially there's a lot of jazz in Utah, which is just, yeah, they're all, they're hidden in the mountains. Yeah. You know, it just is what it is. Like uh, Denver, just pothead paradise, and then Mormonville with the jazz. <laughs> it's interesting, but in Utah is a tough place to play in that home court. Uh, in a lot of things, it's, fans say a lot of things too, from what I've heard. So that's yeah. I I, I, uh, I play a lot of Rust, and I'm in like this Discord group. And this guy who lives in uh, Utah. And uh, he knows nothing about the jazz, really, because when he told me from Utah, I'm like, oh, dude, I like the jazz. And he was just like, yeah. But then you get him on Mormonism and he can just go on a hate rant for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, knows knows nothing about Jokic. But man, can he tell you about the history of the religion of Mormonism? (laughs) There was there was a a comedian. This was years ago, came through Knoxville. One of his name's Jay Whitaker. I follow him on uh, Twitter still. Um he he's in the he was like in the air force and he's like he, he had a joke because he's like the one black guy in utah but he talked about he loved living there because like he'd go golfing on sundays and there's nobody on the golf course because they're all at church it was hell great. yeah dude it was great um shout out to jay whitaker i know you're listening um and well, down here in the south they just put the church on the radio on the golf cart and <laughs> just still pound their day brews. Yeah, heck, now you can have it uh now you can have it just on bluetooth too. You can just take the bluetooth I got, speaker. I got Billy Graham Jr. Jr. on the golf cart radio. We're good. <laughs> it swing praise be goes in. Oh BGJJ man, <laughs> tell him. Uh, play through. Play through. <laughs> Bless it. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I used to grow up playing golf on Dead Horse oh, right yeah. behind Brown Squirrel Furniture. And we got to play for free because my grandpa was the bug man there. Oh, no. <laughs> so we just go on the weekend. I've played Dead Horse. Yeah, it's interesting. You've got Brown Squirrel Furniture, then you've got CAK, the Christian Academy of Knoxville over there, too. Hell yeah, and Webb's right over there, too. Yep. That's... Private school highway, dude. At the end of the road, Catholic. Yep, Catholic. Gotta love it. Right? That whole area. <laughs> 
And there's nothing but potholes on that road because all the money goes to the schools. <laughs> no kidding. I had to drive over there because that's where our dentist is. And whoo, is not good. It's no fun. Nope. But speaking of no fun, uh, the Clippers with their, you know, Kawhi Leonard and his load management. God, I love I love Kawhi. Dude, I love Kawhi but, too. But the Clippers last year, I threw all my eggs in that basket. I was like, "You have Paul George and Kawhi. Yeah. It's over. This is it's five over. of the year." And they and this they, is it. They got the coach. They got everything. And, it just and didn't I had no idea that like you know Paul George cheated on Doc Rivers' daughter and <laughs> got the girl pregnant and then married her and yeah. all this weird estranged tension. Like I had no idea about any of that. No, I, I didn't just, either. <clears throat> all I knew was Paul George finished like third in MVP votes. MVP votes the season prior mm -hmm. and then he went to play with Kawhi, who at that point honestly was the most effective basketball player in the league he's still I, the best but the most yeah. effective it was a one-year loan to toronto and they won a title they, they're only one ever yeah it was great and, and like and yeah you feel bad for demar DeRozan. Well, I do. But no, I do. he won one in san antonio he's got some mvps he's got some finals mvps he's got two rings he's paired with a guy who i didn't until that season i didn't know paul george was like what he was i thought he was just like a quiet basketball player you know, i didn't know too. yeah i had no idea that he was like what he actually you know is like just wild man he, and and whiny yeah. and it came out dude and then you know doc rivers is gone now so but I, they burned me last year because to me they had no excuse to lose the team made the finals before they got paul george and Kawhi. then they got paul george and Kawhi, and they didn't lose really anything from that team and it it they were the best defensive lineup on paper that's ever been assembled. It made no sense as to why they lost. And so I, I don't know, dude. I, I think Luca could cook the hell out of them because that boy's got spirit. I love Luca. If Przingis shows up, man, then hell yeah. Uh, but Przingis is very much so like Paul George. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's weird because Paul George, like, dubbed himself. And again, you never give yourself a nickname. Playoff P. And... You know, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite shows of all time is Pardon the Interruption. You know, it's one of those shows that PTI, I PTI, dude. Yeah, PTI's great. Tony Kornheiser I, said it best. Hilarious. Yeah, Tony Kornheiser said it best when he said, Paul George, the only last second shot he's ever hit was in the Gatorade commercial he was in. Which is true. <laughs> he's never hit a last second buzzer beater. Paul George is a guy that plays basketball the way it should be played, but he has an attitude that I didn't know he had. It, that's what got in their way, dude. If Paul George would have got out of his own head, like to me, it's like if when you're talking about bringing Doc Rivers into the team, like before last season, mm -hmm. or when you're talking about bringing Paul George in, because Doc Rivers is already there, my bad, but still, it's like you should at least make sure this is squashed and like, not just, yeah, dude, we're good. Cause you want the paycheck and to play with your friend. Like you should actually, get through that before the season starts so that that didn't happen because a lot of people don't realize like the thing that got in their way is when they were playing Dallas and they almost lost to Dallas in seven games. One of the reasons why Paul George was just in his feelings. And the, I think the tension with him and doc like went to like a brimming point or boiling point is uh, like Seth Curry was on the Mavericks and Seth Curry is married doc's daughter yep. uh, who Paul cheated on. So it's like, dude, he got Mari showed. Mind fucked. And <laughs> Mari's the best way to put that. It's almost Jerry Springer level, though. Yeah, so it's like they're playing against Dallas again. Guess who's on the Mavericks? 
and and so it's like Doc Rivers isn't there, but I don't know, dude. To me, I almost just want to pick Dallas one because I love Luca. He's the fun, most fun player to watch, just about. But I could see Dallas taking this one, but it's so hard to pick against Kawhi. Kawhi is just a, an assassin. Yeah, it's and yeah, and when Kawhi's on, he is on. It's so fun to watch Kawhi. And he's the best two-way player in basketball. Yeah, and that's why the, besides Embiid, yeah, a healthy Embiid is not fair. But Kawhi is like a few seasons ago, like when Durant and him were both free agents. Mm-hmm. I was like one of those like hipsters that was like, I'd rather have Kawhi. I like he has slightly less attitude, and he's just as good, if not better, on defense than he is on offense. Yeah. Like he'll give you twenty-four points a game, but he will shut somebody the fuck down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like Durant could, if he wanted to, but it's just like Durant's more of a score. It is what it is. It's like, I would have, you know, back the brinks up truck up to him. If I'm going to sign a Ford, you know, the old dump truck full of money as they talk. About yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to pick against him. I feel like Kawhi and Luca would be an amazing pairing. Uh, if anything, I hope Mark Cuban just gets Kawhi drunk and schmoozes him to Dallas. Uh, that's what I hope happens with the series. That could but, be, uh, that could be really interesting, uh, man. Yeah. So when you look at the overall picture here, we talked about all the teams and everything. Where do you see it all going? Like, what are your picks to win the, the, the conferences and win the finals overall? It's, it's so weird. Cause there's always going to be a team that catches fire. You don't expect. Yeah. And there's always going to be an early exit. You try to predict them. Like, it's very hard for me to look at the Lakers and look at the Clippers or even the Jazz and bet against any of them. Uh, I could see Phoenix being the first upset on that side and Milwaukee being the first upset on the other side. Yep. Uh, but I could also see Dallas, if, if, if you consider it an upset, it's a five beating a four. But And same thing with Portland and Denver. Like, those... Those are hard to call, and the team whoever wins that series is going to give a fit to either Utah or LA or Golden State or whoever gets out of it, you know. But I, I don't know, dude. I feel like the Lakers are kind of even with this extra game that they have to play that they if they win it, uh, I think the Lakers are kind of set up to get there. Because yeah, I don't know, man. It'll either be in my, I'll, I'll say it. It'll be Jazz Lakers Western Conference Finals. Okay. And I feel like it'll go deeper than people think. And either the Jazz actually do it this year, but my gut says the Lakers just LeBron their way there. Yep. And uh, see, the East is tough, but I feel like Philadelphia, if they want it, they can have it. I would love to see Philadelphia play the Lakers and beat them. But that's just like a that's like my it would be the funnest thing to watch. Mm-hmm. But it's not the most accurate prediction, but it's also just hard for me to pick again. So that's I'll lock that a Lakers Sixers finals. Okay, and I would take the Sixers. Uh, I don't know how many games yeah. six or seven. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, I usually don't pick like until you actually get the series announced. I usually don't pick that. But, yeah, when you look at all of this, and you took so much of it right out of my mouth when I was thinking. I think people are underestimating the Jazz so much, even even though they're the number one seed. Like, people just keep looking past them to other things. Like the All-Star draft, that they were 
hating on them for being efficient and not yeah. flashy. Yeah. And like LeBron, they were talking on the on the draft show. They're like, we didn't even play him like with the it was Stockton Malone. I was like, Are you kidding me? With NBA Jam, I played Stockton and Malone all the time. It was great. Yeah, dude. They were awesome. I don't know what the hell LeBron was talking about at that point. Uh, but anyway, I still think, yeah, I definitely think the Lakers, no matter where they're seated, God, and see, that's the tough part. But I'm going to pick, if the Lakers win tonight as of this recording and are in the in playing the Suns, I think they're going to knock the Suns off. Um, but, and then the Jazz, I think, yeah, you're right. It's going to be Lakers-Jazz in the final if that happens. If not, I've got the Jazz actually upsetting the Lakers in the first round if it's in the first round. Which is I get to see it, yeah. yeah. But I think if if it's not and the Lakers are in the seventh spot and come from the bottom of the bracket, I think they get kind of their sea legs with them. So I think that it would be the Lakers then at that point to win the Western Conference. And then in the East, maybe it's just spite of the way the Nets have come together. And just I just can't believe the three of them, Durant and Harden, uh, and Kyrie have just been able to stay as kind of a unit and not kill each other at this point. Yeah. Cause they're all just weird personalities or annoying. Yeah. So maybe it's just out of spite, but I'm going to go with the 76ers too out of the East just, and at that point, yeah, what the finals go, I'm going to go with the Lakers mostly just to annoy everybody. Uh, all I'm saying is, if the Nets make it and Miami upsets the Bucks, Miami could go deep again because yeah. Jimmy Butler is the last thing that team wants to see. And he will play with the anger of a thousand suns. That's what I'm, he's the antithesis of how they play. Like, I, I am supposed to love Kyrie. He's like, like, I hate, he's the best player out of Duke in the NBA. Jace Tatum's on his way. <laughs> But he is, and he has been for a while. You know, he's like the best thing we've had in the NBA since probably like Grant Hill. You know, like yeah. Boozer made some All Star teams. Luell Dang won sportsmanship awards all the time. But you know, you know, like I should love him, uh, but he just shows up like his Gandalf walking sticks. He talks about the Earth being flat. Like it, it's just. The dude's so insecure, it annoys me because I, I I want to like him, so it bugs me more. It's like stop getting in your own way. Like that's how I view Kyrie. Yeah. Like like a very frustrated, like roommate or cousin or like a friend of his from elementary school that just doesn't like what he's doing now. It's like stop it, stop it. Uh, Kyrie just. I don't know how to put it. It's disappointing. I don't want to make it funny because I could I could hate on him for days. Oh yeah, but there's I just I don't want to give up hope on him. Uh, like man, is he obnoxious? God, he's obnoxious. <laughs> he's so. People would be more comfortable saying he's the best point guard in the NBA if he wasn't so damn obnoxious. Yeah, like he's the best scoring point guard in the NBA. Mm. Uh. Him or Steph, but it's just like it just. Well, Steph's just had an amazing season. Just putting that team on his back and carrying them into this playoff. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, man. But yeah, I don't. I don't like that assembly of of, of ego. Yeah, I, I don't like sounding philosophical about basketball. Or maybe I'm bitter and thirty, but 
Like, man, they are a video game teams. And Steve That's how Nash I view is their them. coach. Yeah, Steve Nash and no video game teams don't work. He was on that Phoenix Suns team that had Stoudemire yeah. and Shaq and Rajah Bell and Barbosa and, oh, yeah. and if, you know, if, Grant Hill. If, Who else was on there? I don't know. If Stoudemire hadn't gotten hip-checked into the scorer's table against the Spurs and some of those players left the bench, that would be a whole different thing, too. Oh, yeah, no, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, like, Steve Nash dropping 50 that game six to force the game seven. Yep. It was, yeah, dumb. Dude, I, I love Steve Nash. Yep. Uh, the last time I cheered for Phoenix. But, nah. It, I, I, you would want – I should like them. They have Kyrie and Steve Nash as the coach. But, no, man. Yeah. I just – I don't like that. I just – I don't want them to be – like, Game of Zones just parodied them the best. Yep. We're going to get rid of the media. Isn't this great? Just basketball with no one watching or telling us what to do. <laughs> what do you – what do you mean the money's running out? <laughs> well, no one's watching. No one cares. Yep. Oh, well, then I guess we have to be nice again. <sighs> Kyrie, what a... He's a jackass. That's the only way to put it. He's a jackass. <laughs> He's such a jackass. Oh. Oh, God. It's just one thing when I hear him and then they say something. It's like, I, I'm done. I, I can't. I, I just can't. And he hit the shot pretty much that won LeBron that title for Cleveland. And yeah, no, he's the man, but he's 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 cold blooded, but he's just a baby, man. I don't, the walking stick. I just I have the visual of him showing the walking stick with like this face of like no one better say shit to me about this. And it's just like, dude, yeah. come on, you're you're in an arena. You brought that to draw attention to yourself, and now you're, you're not on a trail. You're in the, you're in an arena. <laughs> like if you don't need that, or else you wouldn't be playing. Yeah. Are you trying to lose money on a contract? What are you doing? You're not you're not walking up Klingman's Dome, okay? I don't think, like, dude. People don't look at people with big sticks in arenas and go, "I bet that dude's wise." Like that's just not. It's yeah. not what they're thinking, man. They're just, they're. <laughs> They're not. They're, they're just thinking that you own kimonos and wear them with sage burning in your fucking living room. That's all they think. That's, yeah, that sums up Kyrie Irving better than anybody else has summed up Kyrie Irving. Like Kyrie acts like somebody that is, like, if getting wine drunk had an effect of taking too much acid. <laughs> that's, that's how he acts. That's a hell of an analogy. I like that. Yeah, like if there was an absent form of wine and he had too much, that's how he acts. Yeah, it's an easy joke, but it's it's like it's there. He's it's, he's like one of those dudes that like would get high with you and then try to tell you that the burning bush was like made of like alien cum or something stupid. Like yeah, on the flat Earth. Yeah, like I love all the stories about like Christmas and this mushroom. It's red and white, and maybe this thing originated the belief of Santa or whatever. And it's like, but he would be the dude that got high and told you about it once a month and made you hate it. Like that's that's kind of like how the vibe I get off of him. Yeah, and again, solid player for Duke, but good God. Yeah, they played like 12 games for us, but yep. damn, they were good. They were great and 12 he, games. He had so much fun at Duke. You can watch all the old Duke Blue Planet videos, like the old vlog series they've been doing for years, and he was on some of the first ones, and he had a great time. You could tell he like, was in. like He was totally in with the culture and in with the coaches and enjoyed his time and all that jazz. Like He he wasn't Austin Riversing it. Like Austin Rivers is another story. Yeah, yeah. Man, he's one shot. That shot against Carolina is the greatest shot against Carolina Duke history. I, but other than, other than that, 
that kid was all for him. I but. remember watching that shot too. That was great. It was amazing watching just that one little plume of the Duke. And then Zeller's fucking mouth too. Yeah. Fucking. The yeah, Duke dude. fans and their family just going crazy. And then just the Dean Dome silent. It was beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. Like we were not that good that season because it was the Austin Rivers show. He didn't know how to play in the system. But yeah. Again, I don't want to go off on that rant, no. but like, yeah, Kyrie was not Austin Rivers. He was like, he was very much so like Zion was at Duke, where it was just like this dude was very happy to be here. He, he was he felt a part of the team. He didn't feel like how Jalen Johnson felt this year, where it's just kind of like you just are wearing this as a brand to see so scouts see you. I understand. This was a business decision. Like you're not suspending your disbelief and being a part of this team. You know what I mean? Like you're just here for money and opportunity. And I respect it to an extent, but it's not as fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, but Kyrie was all smiles, man. And and uh, it's the walking stick. It's all it's the easiest, easiest one. Cause I feel like that would be the one that would annoy him the most. If I could just like have him see me staring at a picture of that, like at a TED talk and just running it down. <laughs> I feel like I could make him cry. <laughs> that would be yeah. Kyrie Irving TED Talk would be wow. Yeah, no, that never needs to happen. No, no, that that, that can't. It would be like Steven Tyler's appearance on Rogan. Oh God, no, 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 no. Let's let's just let's stop before we even get to that point. Uh, before we yeah. get, before we get out of here, you know, I appreciate you coming on and talking all this. But one of the things I like doing with the new format that we're doing with the show is everybody gets to share like a sports memory, like the first yeah. sports memory that like comes into your mind. I just kind of want to hear the story behind that sports memory. Huh. Honestly, I feel like it. I have more fun coaching stories than playing stories. And that's perfectly fine. Because the playing stories are just very generic. It's like yeah. there's nothing that's going to beat like anything you've seen in the movies. There's no car coach carterdoms that have happened in my lifetime, like yeah. that I've been privy to, like, in, you know, in front of me. It's just been very. Like my grandpa coached me. I always played with kids in a grade or two above me because I was like a year older than the kids in my grades. So. Yeah. There's always one of those, you know, like fish out of water, like shy for half the season, then you get to know them for the other half type of. So it's, there's not like a whole lot of fun stories from that. The coaching stuff, though, is fun because it was just me and my friend Tao, who, for lack of a better term, or like at, especially at that time, is like eight, nine, might have been like 10 years ago at this point. Okay. Uh, where, you know, just like your friendly athletic burnouts that grew up without dads and wanted to give back and you know, do like a big brother type of thing. But, you know, we genuinely liked basketball. We wanted to coach it. We figured, you know, rec league would be a good start. And then we got an AAU. Uh, oh, God. Because, yeah, it was one of the, it was very easy. Surprisingly and oh, I've, I've seen alarmingly enough, easy. I've seen enough AAU. You talk about corruption in college sports. AAU is a whole nother ball game. But yeah, so like, I guess the story I'll go with is like how we kind of buck the system because I feel like People do it in a manipulative way, but we did it in a wholesome way. And that uh, basically what happened was uh, we were, we, let's see here. I don't know if this will get me in trouble or not. So yeah, I'll, 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 I'll withhold certain names <laughs> of like places and just say like a high school, okay. local high school. So like there was a local high school that would just been recently built at the time that had a high school team and the way AAU would kind of work is a lot of the high school teams would like to use AAU teams as like a farming system. Yeah. 
And so a lot of them would like you. It wouldn't be uncommon to see like a Bearden or like a uh, Harden Valley or some sort of like AAU squad, mm -hmm. you know, that was basically just like all these middle schoolers playing together so that they already have camaraderie so that when they play together, hopefully on your high school team, you know what I mean? Like you're already got like a lot of the steps taken care yeah. of. They know each other's tendencies. They know what they're good at. So you you know it's just it's not a dumb idea that that's not correct. You've worked out all the kinks, yeah, yeah. But with AAU, at least when I played it, it was a tryout. But it was also a lot of money to play. Of course, it was only meant for if you're actually good at this. Now you have parents that would try to abuse it and throw money at it, and have their kid who's not that good, but the parent used to be. It's usually one of those situations. Oh, yeah. And but the tryout would usually filter that out because like coaching rec league sucked in the aspect like it was fun, but it would suck because you would coach and then half your team is just kind of like forced there by some parents. And it's just like you're frustrated because it's like regardless if it's the kid's fault or not, like if, when you put them in there and then the team starts losing immediately just because the kid doesn't want to be there or they're not that good and they know it and all these other factors. And it's just like you just see the unhealthy home situation. <laughs> and stuff so it's like hey you it's like nah we'll just uh we'll, we'll just focus on basketball because like we don't have to worry about that or so we thought mm -hmm. this local high school that was going to start its uh farming system and it was the only reason that we found out that we got the shot because we only had like a season of rec league experience right um <laughs> we just got recruited for it uh because we're good at schmoozing i guess but like they basically had an A team and a B team for uh, 13 year olds, 12 and 13 year olds. And they openly told these kids there was an A and B team. And so they had a tryout per se, but there were no one that was cut. We basically were just given the leftovers so that they could get all the money. Yeah. And so we had basically like a slightly better, ver like if we would have had this team in rec league, we would have been great. But in an AAU circuit, no dude, you know, <laughs> like, cause everyone else did this right. They had a tryout system. Yeah. They signed the best 13 kids and one of them is an alternate and knows it. And, and it's, that's it. And it's, that's so basically what happens is like, we start looking on these websites cause you have to like, it costs money to play and you find out it's because every tournament has a buy-in yep. and the jerseys cost money and all, and the, the gyms for practice time cost money. Unless you're the school, then you just open your gym. Mm -hmm. But also, if you want more practice time, and most coaches do, which is more than one a week, then you have to find other gyms, and then you find out this whole underbelly business of like gyms and church gyms and other school gyms and rec gyms and by the hour renting and and all this other shit. And yeah. so it's like, oh, okay, there's like, there's it makes sense to get some of this money, but you start doing the math and stuff just because you get high at home and you're looking at jerseys and all this other stuff and you're like oh it only cost around a couple hundred dollars for each kid and like this local high school was charging like double that <laughs> and it was like oh i see what's happening here uh, like oh i see entirely what's happening here this bald fuck that's running this is pocketing the majority of this and throwing cut to some of these other coaches and my friend and i are just basically here to like babysit these fucking wreck all-stars and hope that something good happens and it it wasn't fun. And then like half half the of the A team wanted to come to our team because we were young and fun and we had big brother energy. <laughs> and then like the other coach would like talk to their parents and be like, Don't don't do that. They don't have a lot of experience and all basically told them that we shouldn't be there, even though they brought us in. It was like a really shady, weird environment. So oh, yeah. we said, Screw this and we left after one season. 
and uh, we left and we took basically the majority of the best kids from the A and B team with us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know what we did? We had a damn tryout. We had an actual damn tryout and and it was great. And we named ourselves the Timberwolves. I only did it for a season because it's a whole lot of work and it takes your son. It's like a job that you don't get paid for because like you have to go start a nonprofit organization to do it. And uh, the way that we wanted to anyway. And uh, that basically just gives you an ATM card. Uh, for a business that's it oh okay it's like a normal bank account though anytime a business or a bar is like we're non-profit i'm just like okay so all you can use a floating uh debit card cool but yeah that anyway reg- that's a whole nother rant but regardless uh yeah you, you become a non-profit the guy we interviewed he was on i'm pretty sure it was either the etsu or the mtsu team that went to the ncaa tournament oh like when Shaq was on lsu oh hell yeah yeah, and so like it was this Jack dude, and we just talked basketball like you and I have mm-hmm. for like around the same amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay. and then like after like an hour of talking, he's like, "Oh yeah, so like you guys need the permit, right?" And he just came in there, handed it to us. He's like, "Yeah, y'all are good. I love hearing about stuff, and like, y'all younger people should be doing this more." And la la la. So it was really simple. And then we get in there, and we started we 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 start renting gyms and all this other stuff, yeah. and we just charged the kids two hundred bucks, and then we just said for whatever more like tournaments that we want to get into because they just pop up like crazy like poker stuff oh god yeah and, and so it's just like whatever things that we want to do like go to travel to this place or because you get invites too it's, it's weird it's like if you're good enough they'll invite you to pay them to come play better players <laughs> it's, it's like paying for dlc and uh so, so it's like it's, it's very corrupt but so like instead of you know just charging them extra money for that we just did um like yard sale stuff or car washes it's 13 fucking teenage kids just put them out there tell them to act like jackasses they're doing cartwheels they're writing memes on signs and every fucking parents pulling up on saturday to like give these kids seven dollars ten dollars to hose their car down yep it cost us nothing we went and got dish soap and bought big sponges at the dollar store yeah and you made a couple hundred dollars and then bam we're good for another couple months who wants to go to cincinnati yeah, yeah. <laughs> on to cincinnati yeah dude so we got to start our own team it was so much more fun that way then we got to see the old teams that we used to like work for and beat them and it was so fun it, the, like, the last thing i'll say about it was like uh we had like the most random like accumulation of talent because we had a lot we we had roster spots which is why we had the tryout yeah and we ended up getting it was like this private school in oak ridge and they had the number one ranked like youth soccer team like in the entire state and we had who he was our starting two guard but backup point guard depending on like the situation and he was the number one ranked soccer player in the entire state for his position like my i have no idea what alejandro is up to nowadays but i'm hoping that he's playing soccer or basketball somewhere competitively yeah making money he was a gamer he was always he would be he would always be diving for loose balls he'd get scratched and bleed like every fucking game he hated it but you loved it as like the competitor in you was like i love you but then the adult in you is like you're 12 stop it dude you're gonna get tendonitis and it sucks (laughs) but uh yeah dude i had a i had a six foot one 12 year old as well that was a soccer player on this team the name joey is monster giant monster and he was like the, the most adorable nicest kid like we we would try to make him mean like we didn't bully him we were just kind of like get across get angry yeah like you are bigger than everything <laughs> like 
And he had footwork because he played soccer. So it's like, that's the hardest thing to teach. So like he was light on his feet. It was just teaching him to move them out of the way with his hips. <laughs> He's a giant monster of a kid. His first time I ever saw Angry Birds, we were driving to Ohio or to Kentucky, like around the Ohio Kentucky border for a tournament. Yeah. And I rode up in his van and uh, well, his parents' van, and I'm sitting there in the back, and I'm just talking back and forth with his dad. And it's right when the iPods or the iPads that came out, the, the big fucking ones, I remember. the big old tablets. I used to sell them. And Angry Birds had just came out, and he's explaining Angry Birds to me, and like he's just hunching down to explain to me to look me in the eye because he's a giant twelve year old. But he's just like, and so you pull it back like this, and then it goes, and I'm just like looking at him like, you could kill me if you wanted to. (laughs) But instead, you're sharing this game. (laughs) Sharing in happiness, which is great. Yeah, dude. But uh, I don't know. It was it's like a wholesome AAU story because you don't hear them. It's like we started our own little squad. We ran it for a year and then I gave it off to my buddy Patrick, uh, who I grew up playing basketball with and, and other things. He's he was awesome with him. He still coaches nowadays. Cool. Uh, he took to it love, pretty easily. Yeah. Bucking bucking the system in a nice way and the proper way is just great when things like some of the parents threw in on it with us to help out we didn't even ask them to they literally threw it at us it was one of those nope nope no gives these backsies like situations i like but it was it's a wholesome aau story like i know like eybl is a thing now that wasn't a thing when i played Mm -hmm. it's like a nike i think sponsored version of aau or it's like i don't know if it's officially nike sponsored or whatever but i know eybl is a thing that exists now uh but i don't know aau when you take the money out of it just from a kid's perspective that's not that doesn't have like a like if you're a prospect playing aau it's a whole lot more of a stressful situation i would imagine but if you're just like a normal kid who's just like makes the all-star team in your rec leagues and, and make is good enough to make your local like team, like middle school or high school, or, you know, like, isn't like if you're a sixth grader and you know, only two sixth graders are going to make the middle school team, like AAU is perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. It keeps you in shape before the season starts anyway. Yeah. Cause it's all summer ball. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's just, it's just basically like it's boy scout, like summer camp, but without having to like stay like you just travel to like, if you've ever been on a school trip to like DC or New York or whatever, it has like that type of vibe to it. Yeah. But it, it's just fun. You're traveling around playing basketball and it, it, it's, it's like that camaraderie, a traveling circus yeah. uh, aspect to it. Yeah. There's some weird similarities of like when you're on the road telling jokes, but it's like a squad mm-hmm. field trip atmosphere. But yeah, no, like, I would highly recommend it. If you're listening, and you have a kid who's good at basketball. Like just, I would, there's plenty of teams around Knoxville. There's not just one or two. You can find a lot. And it's not school district just because you live around. If you live in Hardin Valley, you don't have to take them to Hardin Valley is basically what I'm saying. Like you can take them to the better ones. I would recommend Powell or Bearden. Powell throws so much money in their youth basketball. It is unsettling. Uh, And it is awesome to see. I don't know what their end game is, but they they throw a lot of fucking money at it. Their high school team should be better. (laughs) Yeah, one would think. You'd think they throw that much money, it would be, but they go. They probably all go to like First Baptist Academy and some of those other places. Probably where they. Well, it's like you go, you go to Carnes, you play in like the old. It's like the, it's like where they send like the kids who can't go to the normal schools because of trauma, or they've just like tried to like you know fight too many people, you know, just people that they're just like you need to go here, a reform school, and it's like it's called the Annex, and that's that's where you would practice and play half your fucking games if you went to Carnes, and mm-hmm. then the middle school gym for the other half, and it's like. 
then you go to PAL and it's like they have their own built in just youth rec stadium and <laughs> just built near the school, but it's its own damn thing. And it like, yeah, yeah, they take it serious. Having the facilities, it's good. Well, Chase, weird I- tangent aside, though, yeah, yeah, I would recommend AAU just just find a good team and have fun and, with it. Don't take yeah. it seriously. If they have car salesman energy, run away. It's not a good coach. Like if they're if they ramble and they're a little awkward, like I've been when it just like if they just start talking about random stuff, it's like they care. They like basketball. Yeah. It's like your kid could be a part of those stories that they ramble about ten years later. Hell yeah! You know? And and I feel like that's that's what you want. Yeah, all just <laughs> a, a bunch of love for love of the game, as they call. It. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Love and basketball. Well, Chase, I appreciate you coming on to the show. Uh, where can people find you and all the good stuff? Uh, Wild with the Wise on every platform. I just got a fancy new graphic made. Now that quarantine's over, I'm actually going to make like pages and promote it. I haven't promoted it for a while. No. Uh, half of laziness and just half of there's a weird poor kid in me doesn't like asking for money during hard times. I don't know. It, it's very hard for me to get on there and be like, check out my stuff yeah. when I know that like some people are really hurting. It's weird. Yeah. When I I'm too much up, of a cynic to do it. I would hate myself yeah, if when I, I did that. Throw up everything like on here. I just feel bad just posting. It's like, hey, could you guys please listen to my podcast? And give it a like. Yeah, no, I don't judge anyone for doing yeah. it at all. I really, really don't. No. It's just I, it's yeah. the poor. It's like I know that it holds me back. Yeah. But, but it is what it is. Uh, but I'm definitely. There's nothing you can like right now that for anyone to find, but you can find the, the podcast itself, Wild with a Y, on Spotify, iTunes. It's everywhere. Uh, 15 different RSS feeds it goes out to. Yep. But, uh, yeah, just keep an eye out. If you find the podcast, I'll be able to keep you updated there. Otherwise, like, I'll be on Twitch soon and all that other stuff, but, yeah. Hell, yeah. Look for me and Mrs. Shibbles coming soon to Twitch, too. I hope that could be really entertaining. Shibbles and bats. Yep. But, uh, of course, you can find me, Michael underscore Shibley, on Twitter. And, of course, wherever you get this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, all the good woodwork. Put it out in the algorithm. Make it easier to find for everybody as Chase and I and our separate podcast try and take over the respective world. That's what we like to talk about. Well, Chase, thank you for being on. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody. Too sweet. Love you. See you next time. Love you too, babe. (laughs)